Hey guys, I am so excited for today's episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I have with us today, Pam and Andy. They are from the Indigo Sanctuary and they are here to talk to us today about all things crystals, which I absolutely love and how you can use crystals to help open and align your chakras and so many other things. So I cannot wait to get started talking to them. If you love crystals, you are gonna wanna stick around for this episode. Welcome Pam and Andy. Uh, thank you for having us. I'm so excited that you're here today. Um, I have to say that before we even did this interview today, you guys sent me some of the crystals that you sell and they are amazing. I was so excited to get them and I cannot wait to hear you guys talk all about your journey, how you started doing this and you know why you do this. I love hearing people's stories. So how about if you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Well, we consider ourselves rock hounds. We love nature and um, we always uh, loved hiking. Um, and nature was always a healing force for us. Andy always stopped to look at rocks when we would go hiking. And it took us a lot, lot longer to get to our destination. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he picked up some really interesting stones and um, we, we uh, cherished them and, uh, and made our hikes so interesting. And my pants were heavier at the end. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I always collected rocks as a little boy. And when I was 13, I got a rock tumbler and I tumbled stones for, for some years. But then I got older and we had young kids and I wasn't doing it anymore. And as Pam said, we, we were collecting rocks on our hikes and camping. And then one day Pam suggested that I get a new rock tumbler and I start over. And I did that. And then she suggested that we should travel more and focus on finding gemstones to tumble. And that's where our rock hounding really took off in earnest. Um, and, and, we, and your passion just sort of grew into even more than that. Yes. And, and in addition to being rock hounds, we're also lapidary artists. We learned how to cut stones and shape them. And we do woodworking with them. And we work with some other artists to, to make things for our stones to be a part of. And uh, it's really a spiritual journey for us in many ways. Um, we're really interested in environmentalism and energy. So we feel that by either collecting the gemstones ourselves or on occasion buying the things we can't find from people who handle ethically sourced gemstones, that we know that the energy of the stone is as good as it can be because we feel that the energy of how it's collected and worked stays with the stone and goes to the next owner. So we're really interested in the energy of that as well. Yeah, I love that because uh, as you might know, I'm all about energy and um, how energy we all hold it and how it flows and how what we do can definitely shape and change something's energy. So I love that you guys are very conscious about that. So tell us a little bit more. So you started collecting and how did this turn into 
your passion project into a business for you guys? Well, we, we, it kind of evolved. I think that there were a number of things that were happening all at once. Um, we've both been practicing artists for many years and we use a variety of different medium, a lot of woodwork and ceramics and we both did different things. And then things sort of crossed paths and the synergy of, of our rocks and our other artistic projects sort of merged and it grew from there um, with a lot more energy than I think they had before the different activities. Um, and, and I think our spiritual practice at home continued to evolve. And I think that energized our work as spiritual artists and rock collectors. Uh, we feel really strongly that everyone should have a home sanctuary and a home practice of some sort. And we have always incorporated our stones in our practice. So it just built an energy. Mm-hmm. We meditate with our stones. Our stones are in our room, our home sanctuary room. We even put uh, crystals in our garden. Um, So um, they're really all around us and um, it helps our energy. Yeah, yeah, it really. One of the things I think that we find so inspiring is the, the beauty and diversity of nature, including stones. I mean, certainly plants and animals uh, and anything in the world is is full of diversity and beauty. But to go out into the mountains or the streams or the desert and see, you know, the diversity in color of the rocks and the shape of the rocks and, you know, the different qualities of them. And in a close area, they can be so diverse and so beautiful. And it, it leaves you with the feeling that there has to be some magical force behind it in some way, whatever you name it, there has to be something to create such beauty. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And personally, I know anytime I get a new crystal or hold a crystal, I can feel its energy. And I use them a lot in my own healing practice when I work with other people. So I can appreciate the power and the energy that crystals have and how unique they are and that they all have different properties and do different things. And one of the things I really love about your crystals is you, when you sent them to me, you not only put where you got them, which I love because it's always great to know where something comes from, but also you also talk about what chakra that aligns with. And I know a lot of people who use crystals when they work with the chakras and in healing and clearing the chakras. And there's so many different crystals that go with each and every chakra. So I love that you do that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about using crystals with the chakras? Yeah. um, Well, I'm, I think the root chakra to me is most important. Andy and I are empaths and very a natural thing for us is to go, our energy is right in the heart and um, we have to remind ourselves, root, root, root yourself, center yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? that you know I mean we're so busy these days and everyone's just kind of all over the place that I think it's really important to ground yourself 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important. And, um, and uh, so um, the stone that we really go to are root chakra stones. Now, a stone can be, have many chakras incorporated into it. But um, the main chakra for the red jasper um, is, uh, is the root chakra. And uh, it's very rooting and it really centers you. And I think when you hold it, uh, you feel that, like, like you said. And um, one red jasper comes from Smithville, Texas, and that comes from a river. So the river um, is a different, the river jasper is really uh, rooting, but it also has the water element to it. So you feel the second chakra as well. And where the... Um, red jasper from um you know from that isn't from the river um is very very rooting it's uh it's like really really grounding and that's from arizona so um we like to like find different places like i personally like stones from the ocean and the river because i like that free flowing yin energy but sometimes going into the woods is like a different feeling and something you need more so yeah 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 now mentioning water the the next stone is this for the sacral chakra and it's one of our favorites as artists but it's applicable to everyone it is ocean granite and the thing about ocean granite is that it grounds you at this with the root chakra but it also harnesses and focuses your creative impulses from the sacral chakra so as you mentioned nowadays everyone is doing so many things multitasking and the ocean granite helps focus that a little bit more so you know there are times when i'll feel like i really need something to hold me down and the ocean granite is a go-to and the thing about ocean granite is if you're lucky enough to live by an ocean you can probably find it yeah we found it in two places we were just in rhode island and we found ocean granite so um yeah. Yeah, and this one, this ocean granite is from Cape Cod. So um, a lot of ocean, yeah. oceans have it. It's yeah. really, it's it's really an interesting stone. I think it's great for artists and creative people because sometimes you find yourself like just like floating around and with all these creative, you know, ideas. But you really need that earth element to like get you started. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that if someone is out there and is an artist, or let's just say they're doing a creative project, and they're feeling blocked, is this a good stone then for them to work with in order to help clear that blockage? I think this is the best stone. And to be honest with you, I don't find it the prettiest stone. And I know people are when they look at crystals, they want pretty and they're looking at visuals. But that's not always um the right path to go 
that's really not always, I think you really have to hold it and feel the energy as well as look at it. I mean, it's a pretty stone, but it's not the most vibrant right. visually. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with you there too. And I think that it's surprising that some stones that maybe not, they don't look as aesthetically pleasing to someone are way more powerful than mm -hmm. others that do. So I would agree with that. And I think if you don't believe me, just try picking up different crystals and, and you'll feel the difference in the energy that comes from them, or at least I do. No, that, that's, that's very true. true. That's very true. Um, it, the next chakra is the solar plexus. And the one that we wanted to talk about is um, banded onyx. But part of the, the interesting thing, we, we say that every stone has a story. And on our website, we give the story of each stone. But the banded onyx was from Arizona, and it was only about three miles away from the location where the red jasper came from. So it's just amazing to see the diversity just by going a mile or two from one place to the other. Yeah. And, um, and the, the banded onyx historically is really good for um, bravery and courage. It, it, it really, it's a, it's a empowering, emboldening stone. So, you know, there are a lot of times that I'll go for my banded onyx when I'm a little nervous mm -hmm. and I just want, you know, the courage to, to go forward um, and, you know, and fight that struggle. Mm -hmm. And so that's really a powerful one for, for me. And it, sometimes you'll see it looks a little bit dark and other times it's very light, like a crystal. Um, you can almost see through it. So it's, um, um, it, sometimes it can look like tiger's eye, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a really um, interesting stone. And then on the other hand, um, I love raw stones. Um, I personally, and I think Andy does too, we like um, meditating with the raw stone. Um, it's even more grounding for us, but it depends on the person. So it really does. Some people really like the polished yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cause I was looking at this stone and it's, it's raw on one side and not on the yeah. other. <laughs> so it's a little bit of both. The raw stone and because even I find myself feeling the ridges of the stone itself and how that feels. And cause you think about what has shaped the stone and where it was. And one thing that I've always heard is that, and I've had this happen to me, I had black onyx where I used it for protection and to, you know, get rid of any negative energy that I was holding on to, And it began to crumble. And I've heard that if you, if a crystal, like if you've, if it's served its purpose, sometimes that happens. I don't know if you've ever heard anything like that before. You know, I have heard that before, but we haven't experienced it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the only crystal that's ever done that to me, but I was holding it and then it just started breaking apart in pieces. And it's, when I held it before, it didn't seem like a particularly soft or delicate crystal, 
but it just started crumbling and, and I had heard that if it serves its purpose that sometimes it will just break apart. And I've also heard sometimes even that's you can gift someone else part of that because it serves its purpose with you and you gift it to someone else. So I know there are a lot of little expressions and things about crystals, but I thought that was very interesting. Well, stones are for sharing because the <laughs> earth shares it with us and we feel, you know, it's good to share it with other people. Yeah. Yeah. We love giving stone, gemstones, <laughs> crystals to little kids. I mean, they just, they just, oh my goodness, you would, you think they're, they just light up. Their whole face lights so up. fascinated by them, aren't they? Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> I was at a show one time and, and I had a booth for my Reiki and I just had all of my crystals sitting out and a little boy walked up and was like, can I touch these? And I said, sure, you know, you can touch them. And he was fascinated by the amethyst and like, that's a really cool rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are adorable. Yeah. They? they are so cute yeah. with them. So the next one is rose quartz. And everyone knows rose quartz. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a saying that you can never have enough rose quartz. Their shirt when they go out and just carrying it around. <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 I mean, that's the stone what we put in our garden. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like um, we seem to have rose quartz all over our garden. It's yeah. uh, like every time I look around, I'm like, oh. God, I put that piece of rose quartz there. <laughs> we were fortunate to go to a place called the Hog Mine, and it is in Georgia. And you can go there and you can dig for quartz. Oh, wow. And, and so we collected rose quartz and smoky quartz, but we were able to get some pieces that were about. 10 or 11 pounds mm -hmm. of rose quartz mm -hmm. and they are all over our garden and just to walk around and see them is it just it just sort of makes my heart go ah oh. yeah. you know i feel relaxed yeah and rose quartz just you feel love when you i that it's the stone of love pure love and and Lo connecting to a higher power too as well yeah it's really yeah, I love rose quartz I have it all over the place I had a bracelet out of rose quartz too just so I could carry it with me everywhere I went <laughs> and the thing people sometimes think about rose quartz as a, a romance stone but it's really love for yourself as well as love for other people and that's so important, that self-love piece, isn't it? Yeah, and, and we always say that that self-care is not selfish. Self-care is the most generous thing you can do for the people you love. Absolutely, I love that. We talk about that a lot on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, another uh, stone for the heart chakra that we like a lot is... Uh, rhodonite and uh, rhodochrosite. Um, I like their cousins, rhodonite and rhodochrosite. Um, and uh, this is from Berkshire, Massachusetts. Um, I like rhodonite 
It's not as precious a stone as rhodochrosite, but I like rhodonite. If you notice like the back of rhodonite has black in it and talking about the blacks, black in stones, very protective, very grounding, but for the heart. And um, if you're a person who's very heart oriented, um, this is a wonderful, rhodonite's a wonderful stone because it grounds the heart. And I feel there's a certain balance in the heart chakra area. Um, yeah, it sometimes has, sometimes you really have to find a piece that um, is, you know, doesn't have too much black in it. But um but the mixture of the pink and the black is is very pretty. It's very pretty. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's really a a healing stone um, for heartache. heartache. You know, so you know everyone has that. Um, and I wear rhodochrosite. I wear rhodochrosite every day, and I wear it next to my skin. And yeah. And and I find that it's it's a healing stone for me. <clears throat> And, and I think the idea of wearing gemstones where you can touch them is, is really nice because sometimes you might wear a piece of jewelry and you might see it, but you don't have the skin contact. And for me, I find it comforting knowing it's there. You know, I like the feel of it. And, uh, and I think that during the day, people need that little sense of reassurance you know, just that reminder of like, oh yeah, here's my stone for this, or here's my stone for that. And we believe that there are affirmations that can go with your gemstones and it adds to the layers of energy. So it might be an affirmation of, I can give to my heart or I can um, take care of myself. You know, so, I mean, so that's really nice and adds an extra layer of, of how this stone can be used as a, a daily waking meditation during your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, they're powerful stones. And we uh, very often come into contact with animal guides when we go on our rock hunting uh, trips. And... Um, this animal guide uh, in Berkshire, Massachusetts, I was just unbelievable. It was a little toad. Um, it's a cute little story. Andy had his shovel and he was digging for hours because it's not an easy stone. Sometimes stones are really easy to find, but this stone was not. And he was digging. We found a couple little pieces, but nothing major. And I was getting really tired. And... Um, I saw a toad and I thought, well, I'll let him continue his dig. And I started following the toad and the toad jumped on another rock with rhodochrosite and rhodonite on it that someone left. And I said, Andy, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> and there was our find. It was that, I mean, we've come across animal guides before, but this animal guide, this little toad was so, like, he, he was just very direct. He just jumped, jump, jump. <laughs> I totally believe that 
and have animals who guide you. That's incredible. And so does that happen to you quite often if you're out looking? Yeah, it does happen. It does happen. We, um, we do uh, come across um, animal guides. Uh, snakes, which I am not scared of. I don't, I don't know why. I, I am scared of other things, but not snakes. I like snakes. I don't know why. Um, and uh, ginger cats. And, and that's really um, no owls or anything no. like that. It's uh, so far. But um, yeah, a lot of snakes. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of snakes. snakes. Yeah. And some, we actually, one was in Nepal. Yeah, it was poisonous. We, we, we were in Nepal hiking. <laughs> and I'm always on the ground looking for rocks. <laughs> Because Nepali quartz is so powerful, and I'm picking them up, and we're walking, and the we general were with a guide, though. Yes, <laughs> and he looked down, and he rushed us away really fast. Yeah, yeah. And then we asked him why, because they have tigers there, and he said it was a poisonous snake. Yeah, um, but that was our only poisonous snake. Yeah. <laughs> want some other animal to be my guide but i'll let you guys have the snakes i think <laughs> <laughs> oh should we talk about kyanite yeah kyanite that's one of my favorites is blue kyanite. i love that one a lot it's it's really really a, a strong special stone yes it um, is. it's really strong for communication so the throat uh, chakra. Yes, yeah. it's really strong. And spiritual communication with people that have passed as well. It has a strong mm. connection with that. Um, and we have blue kyanite and black kyanite. And the black kyanite we collected in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, near where, where we live. Um, and that's very powerful as a, a protective stone as well. Sometimes it appears in the shape of a broom and it symbolizes sweeping away negativity. Wow. Uh, so, so that's a very powerful stone. And I think it's a good example, as Pam was saying, that not all powerful stones are beautiful. It, it's not a traditionally beautiful looking stone, but it's really, a potent protective stone and facilitating communication. Yeah, yeah. The black kyanite is is um, is a is a very doesn't have to be cleaned, so you don't have to cleanse it. Yeah, you probably yeah uh, similar to selenite. So um, yeah, and uh, the blue stone is really the the uh, throat. Yeah, the throat chakra, and uh, blue kyanite is harder to find. Um, in Pennsylvania, we usually find the black kyanite, yeah. but once in a while we'll find like one little piece of blue, but it's a little darker. It's not like bright, bright blue. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think yeah. so, Andy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know yeah. it's, I know it's a little out there, but when, when my parents died, I did put a piece of kyanite in the grave with them and Sometimes I, I really do hear them mm -hmm. and, and I, I, I think it's, it's in part the kyanite because I intended it to, to open communication. So, uh, it's, so it's a real special stone.
yeah, to us. Yeah, yeah. The black really does the communication too. But I prefer. Do you prefer? I prefer the black kyanite. I don't know why. I think black stones to me represents uh, protection as well, and for some reason that resonates with me. What do you? It's think? a the black is a, a much stro stronger, stronger energy. energy. Yeah. yeah, it's a much stronger energy. energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it must be strong then because I feel like the blue is very strong and I use it when I'm doing readings for people. I will use the blue kyanite because then it helps me. It helps to open and clear the channels of communication with my guides. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 It, it really, I mean, Andy has dreams of like where his parents have spoken to him and it's it's very... so sometimes it's like boy maybe i shouldn't have put it with them but i'm grateful okay thanks <laughs> but i'm but i'm You're grateful cool. yeah i'm grateful oh. yeah um the the next one is is an example of a stone that we we could not find it in any of the geographic areas that we travel, it's sodalite. But we do find people who are ethically sourced, you know, gem people. And the sodalite is from a friend of ours, uh, Sally DeWitt, she's on the uh, Upper West Coast. And and sodalite is a great stone for insight and enhancing mental performance. And it has such a deep, deep, rich blue and it deepens intuition. Um, and it's it's just such a beautiful stone to look at yeah. and to hold as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to tape it to my forehead, like everywhere I go. I need that <laughs> mental clarity. That's leaving with age, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can relate. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we're not supposed to have favorites. Yeah, but the, the, the <laughs> but, but 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 yeah, the the crown chakra stone we picked, lapidolite, is one of my all time favorites. Um, we collected this in northern New Mexico, and it has a really high lithium content, lapidolite, and its cousin lithium gel silica, and. Research has shown that areas where they have a high lithium content in their groundwater, those areas have much lower levels of violence. So there's something about the, the micrograms, the tiny trace amounts um, that may affect people, but lapidolite and lithium gel silica are just some of the most calming stones that, that we've come across. Um, sometimes people sleep with them. Uh, I tried that, but my dreams were just too strong and I had to take it out from under my pillow. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> true. Were your parents showing up and fighting? Was that what was happening? <laughs> I don't know, but, but it it is my go-to stone. You love that stone. Yeah, I I do love it. I've always been fond of purple. Yeah, purple um, is very calming too in itself. Just that color, so that's not surprising. So if anybody's out there dealing with anxiety, that might be a really perfect stone for them. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's like when the garbage is raining down on you, and there's another word I would use, but when the garbage is raining down on you and you're in one of those storms, grab a piece of lapidolite or lithium gel silica. It's just yeah. my go-to. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really, it's such a calming stone, and it's so nice to work with, too, because... Um, it's not soft and it's not hard. It's just like perfect and you can just sculpt it. So it's very, it, it's just a lovely stone to work with. And um, it is the crown chakra, but it's also third eye too, because the crown and the third eye work together. So um, we also say that uh, Although each chakra has a color with stones, it's not exactly that way. It's right. not, yeah. So like rose quartz is heart chakra, but you know the chakra is green. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, so this this is a great stone too for the brain as well. I mean, it's like it calms you, and um, it's it's it it's my favorite too. Yeah, I, yeah. And yeah. we did find a snake there. Oh, we found a snake there too. Yeah. We we did find a snake there, um, and it's it's the funny thing about rock collecting is sometimes finding the location is the hardest, and sometimes when you make a mistake, it's it's a good thing. So we finally found this mountaintop in New Mexico after about two hours of driving and asking. And we got to the top of the mountain and made the turn and we turned right by mistake instead of left. And we didn't find the lapidolite, but we found another stone we call watermelon stone, which is green and red. It's called thulite. So we collected a lot of that and then we went to lunch and someone said, no, you were supposed to turn left. He knew where to go. So we went back and then we discovered the location of the lapidolite. And it was a mountaintop full of purple, different wow. shades of purple. And it was like, whoa. It, it really took your breath away. Like you did not have to rock hound for anything it was like right at your feet every single it, it, it was like and even this snake was chill <laughs> we came across this fairly big snake and he was like okay you stay where you are i'll stay where i am you go ahead it was it just like curved around <laughs> all the time in case I run into snakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe we could talk a little bit about how people can, can collect stones themselves. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, there's a couple ways to do it. One is to go on Facebook. And if you're looking at an area, a state you're in or a state you're going to, look for rock hounding groups in that state. And usually there's one for every state you're going to go to and people will share pictures and sometimes they'll share locations of where you can go. Nice. And another thing you can do is there are lots of books on, on rock collecting. There's gemstone trails and there's a whole series. It's by state and rock hounding and it's by state and they give you detailed maps about where to go. Um, 
so the beauty of, of rock collecting is rocks are everywhere and people shouldn't be intimidated about how do I do it. Um, and they're not always in the prettiest places either. Yeah. They're, you know, I always thought when we went rock hounding that it, that we'd be in these beautiful places, and sometimes they are, but other times they're they're not. Yeah. They're, in Pennsylvania, there was one on a golf. I mean, a golf course is nice, but it was like this little patch in a golf course. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, a, it was like, wow. Yeah. But it is amazing. When we were in Arizona looking for the red jasper, it was desert. And you would, <clears throat> you would walk, and it's sand, so it's brown and it's dull. And then you would catch sight of a red speck, and you'd dig out the rock. And it's vibrant red just sort of jumping out against the sand. Um, and and it's, it's really magical. Um, and then also in Arizona, we went to a place called Obsidian Tank and they had black obsidian and everywhere you looked was this really rich black luster of obsidian. So, you know, every state has so many different gemstones mm -hmm. to offer. You don't have to be out west. Yeah, I think it would just be interesting to get the book or to get on the Facebook groups just to see what you have around you that you probably aren't even aware of. And, and there are a lot of people that I see who enter the group and they say, well, I'm a newbie here. And, and very often people are really receptive to questions. Like if someone finds mm -hmm. a stone, they'll post it and say, well, what is this? And, you know, people will respond and we respond all the time. You know, well, we think it's this, we think it's that. Um, and, you know, and people encourage other people to go out. Nice find. That's really great. And so it, it's welcoming. There has to be a certain amount of satisfaction, too, in just finding the stones yourself and seeing where they came from. It, it is gratifying. And when we got really interested and in, in worked more with our lapidary arts, it, it added another layer because right next to where we are is our studio with our diamond saws and our polishing machines. So to, to go out and find a gemstone and bring it home and then you slice it into slabs and then you trim it into the shape and then you curve the sides and shape it and then you polish it and then you put it into something that you would wear or use. Um, it, it's, it's really a thrill to take it from one step to another. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that, that we've done, I guess in the past two years, is we, we thought about combining gemstones with singing bowl playing sticks. And I think we're really the only people that do that. So. Uh, we're, we're sound healers trained in Nepal. So what we will do is take our playing stick and, and take our bowl. And if it's a bowl for a root chakra note, we will then find a stick that plays well with that bowl and we'll carve a root chakra stone and paint the stick and then place the stone on the stick. So you're getting a synergistic energy between the the 
root chakra bowl and the root chakra gemstone. And it just adds another level of energy and, and intention uh, to the experience. So we, we're excited about that as well. Yeah, that's really awesome. I love that you're doing that. So now on your website, then, do you tell the stories of the gemstones themselves? And also, do you talk about which chakra each of those crystals align to? Yeah, yes, we do. Um, we uh, have the story of the stone and we have a lot, a lot of information on our on our website um, about chakras and sound healing mm -hmm. and uh, um, all kinds of things. It's a lot of information that people would like to read in blogs and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So if people want to order crystals from you or just want to learn more about all of that, what is the name of your website so that they can find you? Okay, the, the website, our business is called The Indigo Sanctuary. So our website address is www.theindigosanctuary. No spaces, The Indigo Sanctuary. And our, our email is the indigo sanctuary at gmail.com and we love getting questions from people and then we are on instagram at at the indigo sanctuary and on facebook with the indigo sanctuary <laughs> and so we we post a lot about gemstones and the the nature of the gemstones and pieces with gemstones embedded in them. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just a lot of information there as well and, and products to look at. Products with gemstones, carvings, wood carvings with gemstones in them. The lotus flower is something that we really love. We have a lot of lotus flowers with gemstones inside because the lotus flower gives us inspiration and we feel that the lotus flower hope you know to give you inspiration people who buy it that the lotus flower is just so inspirational yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the idea of the the, the lotus flower or the mantra om mani padme hum the jewel of the lotus the lotus flower grows in the mud but it rises up and it just blossoms beautifully. So it's really a, an inspiration for everyone to, to elevate themselves no matter what. And, 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 and they'll do better. And you have to go through the mud, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love the lotus flower too. I have always thought that, you know, that it symbolizes all of the stuff we have to go through to become who we really are, because you never know how strong you are until you have to get through all of life. I mean, let's face it, sometimes life throws things at us, but it makes us stronger. I love that. I love everything that you're doing. And we'll have the link to your website in the show notes so people can go directly there. Um, but thank you so much for sharing about all of your crystals and I think that's really, really a cool thing to go and find them. It's sort of like adventure meets a business. And when you find your passion, sometimes it's, it's 
that I think is where you find true fulfillment. So I love that you guys are doing that. Thank you for being here with us. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having yes. us. And thank you for doing your podcast. <laughs> thank, um, thank you. Well, you know, I always, here you go, trick question. I always uh, ask my guests before they leave, if you could leave our listeners with a little nugget of wisdom. Or Certainly. A little crystal of wisdom, what would that be? Certainly. Well, we believe that everyone should have a home sanctuary. It doesn't have to be a whole room. It could be a place a place where they feel safe to explore and to cultivate and work on their daily home practice. Everyone should have a daily home practice, we think. And it could be yoga or meditation or sound healing or journaling or chanting or prayer. And so um, we think that's really important to have a place and a daily practice and to go out into nature and absorb the beauty of it and bring a little bit of nature's treasures into your home sanctuary so you can incorporate the beauty of the world and the energy of the world into the the, the safety and the comfort of your home sanctuary and practice. It's more than a little nugget. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, I want to thank you again for sharing all of your knowledge with us, sharing your crystals with me. I had so much fun whenever I got them. I had to go through and hold each one and and do a little research of my own. So I know that my listeners out there, those of you who love crystals, go check out their website, go see the amazing things that they're doing and go try to find some yourself, as they said. And I want to thank you again, uh, Pam and Andy. So Hopefully we can have you on again to talk a little bit more about crystals. Thank you. We thank would love that. And thank all of you for joining us today. If you like this podcast, as always, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. Your best compliment you can pay me is to share the podcast with anyone you think might benefit. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer, and you can book directly from my website. Or if you want to work with me and you're not sure what you need or what you want, you can book a free discovery call with me. I'd love to hop on a call and talk with you about how I may best serve you. As always, I hope you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.